Most of you have no foundation at all. Now, the trouble's with your attitude. I don't like the fact that when, as soon as I walk outside of my house, it is going to be Niagara Falls running down the crack of my ass. Shut up and sit down. Last time on the show. Rocco's underbelly and why it smells. So it's a great question, and I'm just going to tell you now, it's never going to be answered. Okay. Um, it remains a but, mystery. <laughs> it, it is. It's one of the wonders of the world, so I've been told by my psychiatrist. Anyway, um, thanks Parts everyone of his for... skin have never seen daylight. <laughs> it's, that's, <laughs> come on. No, come have on, you, Dan. Have you, have you, <laughs> got, you, guys, you guys know who the rapper Big Pun is? I've heard I feel of like him. I've heard of that name. Uh, uh, he was a big dude. Like, if once we get off here, you guys can look him up. But he's got a, he's a big, big dude. And uh, he's got this story where he was in the studio. He was a big, a big prankster. He liked to like play jokes on people. Um, and he was like in the studio, and they were there all day, and you know, sitting, sweating, you know. And I'm telling you, he was a big dude. There's a reason why I call him Big Punisher. And uh, the story goes that like he was messing with one of the guys in the studio. I can't recall exactly who it was, but like he, he took his index and middle finger and like rubbed them underneath, like in the creases of like his under. Oh no. No, and like just stop. like was just rubbing them and rubbing them, <sighs> and like he was like putting them like to the dude's nose. You know, he was putting his fingers to the dude's nose, and he was just messing with him the whole day. But it's it's a fucked up story. <laughs> Excuse me while I barf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, with that, that story every... popped up in my head when you talked about Rocco's underbelly. And I do not have my Casio keyboard. No, you don't have your keyboard? No, I'm sorry. This is the first episode that we don't start with you doing some kind of inane jingle that makes me want to kill myself. Well, I mean, I have it. It's just I don't have really a desk space to speak of. Oh, man. did, Did they give you a bed to sleep on? Like I said, I've been relegated to the basement. Um, am I still in your view? Yeah, I can see you. Weird. Anyways, yeah, I've been relegated to the basement, and I don't have yeah. a, a desk set up here. Um, I'm a troll, basically. I've I've taken you on like your it. life. Yeah. 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 You wrote the book on trollism, and now I'm living it. Hey, bud. Welcome. If you ever need tips, you just you fucking let me know, because I've just been bad at life for a long time. So welcome. Um, and with that being yeah. said, and and life and welcomes, Shannon, welcome to Critical Mass. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks, guys. Excited to be here. Awesome, awesome. Rocco, can you insert some applause in this in the in the post? Yay. Oh, in in post. Yeah. I'll put something <laughs> in post. We'll do something special in post. Rock, why is Shannon here? I've been I've been asking that question for a long time now. No. Um, Have I? No, <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, Shannon and I at one point uh, cohabitated a workspace together um, oh, a Jesus. while. Let's get HR while. on the phone right now. <laughs> 
you might as well, um, especially if I'm involved. But um, anyway, uh, now, you know, uh, Shannon's doing some pretty sweet stuff with her life, some pretty cool stuff, um, you know, uh, checking out Facebook as we do with everyone. And I just thought that she'd be a very interesting person to talk with us today. Um, and Shannon, you've always been an interesting person to speak to. So uh, welcome to this insanity. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, Rock, you told me that Shannon's a life coach? Yes. Is that cor- that's correct? Is that the correct term? Yeah. I mean, I don't really love the term because of okay. others' perception about it, but I don't give a shit. It's life coach. All right. All right. Let me tell you something. If I had a life coach... They would have benched me by now. <laughs> That's not how that works. Come on now. Come on now. Oh, God. I That's definitely funny. would have been cut from the team. Now, if you had a life coach, this podcast would be out to at least a million people by now. Burn. Slow burn. Wow. 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 So... Um... Hired. Um, we don't pay anything. <laughs> and yeah. we, we're, we're not. We're not going to treat you nice either. So, no, no, no. Well, Shannon, I want to really dive into um, a couple things. Uh, your business, um, kind of a transition to like you know working for yourself. I think that's super important for a lot of people to hear. Um, and just kind of like you know, uh, you seem to have had interesting adventures. Um, you know, and uh, maybe talk about a little adventuring, something like that. Um, I want to get to that in the next segment. But first, the three of us, mm. what the fuck has been going on in the news lately? I, I just feel like it is a constant barrage and explosion. We've got Amy, what's her face from the goddamn Handmaid's Tale trying to, I don't know, uh, set women back 50 years. What else is going on? Well, conversely, uh, here in The Rock, uh, we've heard uh, record numbers of early voters. And they even put some PVC uh, covering over uh, Susan B. Anthony's uh, grave. So that when you put stickers on her grave, it doesn't actually destroy it. Um, like they did four years ago. Do you remember that line of people that they had at Mount Home Cemetery? Yeah. Just like yeah. putting I voted stickers on Susan B. Anthony's grave. It was just, it was so funny because all these women were like so happy that they were going to get a woman president. <laughs> uh, everybody got fucking kicked in the balls on that one, didn't they? Indeed. God damn it. In- so the worst. So, Shannon, as a Trump supporter, how do you... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I see um, what you did there. <laughs> um, you know, you're a female. You have you have lady parts. So I think that it would... You know, it, coming from your point of view, because, I mean, we say this a lot in our show. We're just two cisgendered white guys, um, you know, that talk about race and talk about women's issues and we're we're nor we're nor people of color nor women so that like, whole thing by the way was on a bumper sticker once wow. i had to remove it it went from tire to tire it was too long <laughs> <laughs> thank you dad that is true um you can still get them online um with that being said though like how shannon how do you feel like like as a woman you know what i mean like you've got this woman i don't know how much re- reading you've done on her but she's kind of anti-progressiveness. What are your thoughts? She's falling in line with 
this narrative of bullshit that's just hard to fathom. But and especially as someone who's never been a fall in line kind of a woman, even a girl, like at five years old, nobody was telling me what I was and was not doing with anything that had to do with me. But the but I just I just think this whole thing, it's just everybody's just attaching themselves to an identity so hard. They're just wrapping their arms and legs around an identity on e- on both sides of this, but especially mm. um, I feel like on the right, because it's like, I mean, who's proudly like really like super excited about waving that Biden flag, right? Like That's we fair. just know we want shit to be a certain way. We want shit to feel good. We want shit to, not be full of fear and hate and all these things. <clears throat> but it's like, I feel like so many people on this other side are just wrapping themselves around. Like they're just tying so much meaning and belief into the identity of being someone on the right. And I know I'm not talking about the women, you know, specifically, but like, it's just, it's just interesting to me and even more so like as a life coach and as someone who like studies behavior and people's energies and things like that, it's like, it's so interesting to me how people on the right. And, and I, and I say this, when I say on the right, I don't mean like everybody on the right. I mean, the people who are going to go down with the ship on this one. Yes. will not, you know, you know we'll die I mean? on like, that hill. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like that's they're the people, you know, they're waving the flag. They're not wearing a mask. And when they do, it's, you know, it's a Trump mask. Like they're meaning to be in your face because they want you to say something, because they want the confrontation, because they don't know what to do with their own identity if they don't have the confrontation. And I'm not gonna peel back the layers and, you know, analyze these people, but from too deep. But at the same time, it's just it's so it's just so interesting to me how hard people will stick to this for reasons that have nothing to do with politics, really, at the mm. end of the day. Yeah. None yeah. of it has anything to do with politics. So what it's I all think I beliefs and misperceptions that are just taking people yeah. to some really dangerous places. I agree. So what I think I hear you saying, Shannon, is that this problem is beyond a gender issue. And we can't necessarily ask, well, why are women feeling a certain way? Why would why would a woman vote for Trump? How do you as a as a liberal and or progressive woman feel about everything that's happening? Because what you're saying is that this has nothing to do with gender. These are just people that are so ingrained in their own self world view of politics that they can't get out of that block. They can't get out of that little box. Yeah. And I th- I don't I don't think I don't really think at the end of the day, because, I mean, you have. You know, you have gay people, you have black people, you have Latino people, you have women, all these people who are, they're still in that camp somehow, mm-hmm. some way. Yeah. Um, for reasons, you know, they've decided to, you know, construct, but the, the whole thing, this is, I mean, right now, this is really a human issue. Yes. And yes. it's, it's, re, it's, that's really what it is. It's, I mean, it's playing itself out in the political and government spectrum, but like, it's, it's such a people issue. And there's just this, 
And the life coach in me will say that it's this like perpetual disconnect from self Mm. that is just rampant on this planet, like completely. It's like there are no good decisions. There are no decisions made in love that are made when you are feeling disconnected from yourself, from God, from a source, universe, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it's creating, you have to, you have to fill that, the void that's like opened by fear and doubt and you know guilt and shame and all these different you know low energy emotions it's like the void that gets opened by that has to be filled by something mm-hmm. and then it creates this just monster of yeah. shit that yeah, well you know. I, and, and i i honestly i agree on all those points and just kind of like finding an, an identity but like i always thought how much do you both think of this being tied to um either or both um, mental illness and low emotional intelligence. And I give you a, a quick example. Um, I'm with my daughter. Okay. She's seven. She's the light of my life and a pain in my ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, she was with me when I was on, I was doing some toy hunting uh, and that's something what I, that I do and I love, for, but anyway, that's not the point to clarify. The point is this to clarify toy hunting for yourself. Correct. You brought your um, seven year old daughter. <laughs> Yep. Along the toy hunt for yourself. Yes, there is a rule, though, Dan. If Dad gets something, uh, she gets something. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not a monster. I'm not gonna buy myself something and be that's, like, "Oh, you don't get anything." Like that's, that's just, just a you, dick move. That's how you justify it. I see. Absolutely. Yes, that is true. <laughs> I go. I get my action figure. What do you want? Let's check the dollar bin. You can have right. two of anything here. <laughs> so. <laughs> But she's happy. But anyway, so so we're leaving uh, the the Walmart and we get in in the car and a truck flies into the parking lot. The 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 Chilai Wegman or uh, Walmart, which is kind of like I don't know uh, Baghdad right now. But anyway, um, there's a truck flying through the parking lot, but diagonally, oh. like going over all this the is a, a pickup right. truck. It it was a Honda truck. Mm. Okay. And it was green. It's not really a truck. Okay. Fair enough. I get it. Yeah, and he, he had one of those, a post affixed to the back and a huge Trump flag just flying, right? So I'm like, I'm watching. So now I'm like, hang on. So I start driving and be, I'm kind of crazy. I don't know if you guys knew this about me. So my daughter's in the in the in her booster seat. She's like, daddy, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm following him. <laughs> and she's like, why? And I say, because I want to see how far this mental illness goes. I said wow. it just like that. And my daughter's like, okay. So I'm driving. The guy was just doing circles. And the, I didn't have to follow him for very long because he was just doing circles in the fucking Walmart Plaza. Then he just left. He's campaigning. Like, yeah. But like if it's, it's one thing if like that's how your truck is, right? But you're just going to Walmart to get more toilet paper, you know what I mean? Okay. I mean, I disagree with your political views and I think you're a small person, but I get it. You're going to Walmart. Okay. Like that makes sense to me. Okay? That's sanity, right? This guy wasn't even like going to Walmart. He was just like you said campaigning. Mm-hmm. It's and so in, in my mind, you know, Emotional intelligence and mental illness, I don't know if they always go hand in hand. Personally, studying psychology, they they don't always. But in this instance, could it be both? Could it be one? Could it be the other? I think it's a grab bag. I mean, going with identity, like you were saying. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel, I feel like, I mean, I don't think, I mean, you could make the argument 
that this kind of like emotional and spiritual detachment that people have is a mental illness. Um, okay. But at the same time, I mean, if we're talking, you know, do I think it's clinical mental illness? No, I don't. I think, I think it's a lot of emotional and psychological pain manifesting itself in different ways but not on a clinical level yeah i think i've said it before i think there's either one trump supporter or the other there's only two in my mind i mean you could easily categorize them in both Gotta catch one of the right? other like is, Pokemon now. is the kind that that has been damaged in some way emotionally, uh, what have you, in order for them to seek out that damage and others, you know, it comes out in the form of hate, um, whether it's xenophobia or racism, etc. And then I think there's just a whole swath of people that believe that they're good people and aren't aren't hurt necessarily emotionally or psychologically, but simply are are not educated whatsoever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're just completely... They've lived in a bubble their entire life. They've been taught one thing their whole life and to never question it, and that's that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if you you think about, you know, if we were on, like, the other side of this, say we're in that bubble. I mean, if you're connected to yourself, you know what feels right and feels wrong, but when you think of, you know, some... Some people, it's like the only information they're getting yeah, is, you know, maybe conspiracy mm-hmm. sites or Fox News or whatever. It's like, so it's like, for me, it's either uneducated people. And I don't, and I don't mean that even in a. Like snobby you know, way. CED kind of way or oh, like okay. a, you're less than sort of way. Like mm-hmm. I would say they lack a world education. Right. Not well, that comes with travel reading level. Um, but like when I think of, and it's generational, I think at the same time, which I can't stand like chalking things up to that. But I also think it's like. If that's all you've been told, because it's like I'm sitting there looking at half these people, well, more than half the people on that side. And it's just like, you know, oh, stop being a fucking sheep. Stop being a fucking sheep. You're sitting oh, there hate, calling me a sheep while you're in line to the slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's yep. the irony. Like it's that's like I want to shake these people. Yeah, and it's, just be like, uh, I'm not even saying that everything I've heard on the left, I'm all in on. I'm not even all in on Biden. Am I all in on Trump not being president for another four years? Absolutely. And, but and the, you're right. It's it's insane that it's it's. To me, I keep telling people because people are like, well, why are you voting for Biden? I said Biden has one campaign promise that I am so in for. And his campaign promise is I'm not Trump. That is literally (laughs) the only like and that's the only campaign promise where I'm like excited. I was a Bernie guy. I wanted Bernie. We didn't get fucking Bernie. We got we got burned on Bernie. Again, okay. I was, I was incredibly happy with the candidates when, that the left was putting forward. Bernie Klobuchar, uh, what's his uh, the gay face there who lied to us about his uh, campaign finance? Wow, we're really a progressive show here. Gay face. <laughs> no, he lied. I really liked the Buttigieg, Buttigieg, but then he lied about shit. Oh, the actual gay guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He lied, and I don't like that. But I did like him before that, though, too. And um, so did I. I did too. Ah, uh, uh, what's his he name? The bald black guy, too. 
the black guy. The bald black guy. I started with bald, so therefore it's not racist. Cory Booker. Booker, yes. Booker was good, too. All kinds of good people on the left. I really? I oh, this is what happens when he gets relegated to the basement. And what's her? <laughs> yes. He turns into an actual troll. What just happened? And and, and what's her Native American? He's saying how they're all good people. Trump over here. They're all good on both sides. No, no I really did really like all of them. Um, and I was really happy that the left produced such good candidates. I mean, I don't think they were all perfect, but. I don't know. Maybe it was just by comparison to Trump. Like, look at all these people. How fantastic, you know? But then well, they, okay. they could have put up plenty of options, and I would have been right. But, but I think um, I think what I like most about all of this, and especially like I went to vote this past Sunday, and the lines were like crazy. Uh, I tried. I tried today. I couldn't. Um, I yeah, it's gonna happen. But um, but yeah, I'm like super encouraged. I always said, kind of like three years ago, kind of like knowing this is the position we were going to be in at the election time that I really, I had no, nothing left to give this country if we didn't have a record turnout this year, regardless of how it goes. Yeah. It's pretty sad. If we don't have a record turnout in votes this year, the most people ever voted, then We've had the most early voters we've ever had, sure. but you know, good so sign. we'll see, but no, I'm, I'm definitely encouraged and I am hopeful, but what I'm really hoping that everybody understands is that it doesn't just stop once he's out. If he is out. Yes. Yes. And I, I think I'm hoping, I'm hoping above all hopes that this really encourages people to stay paying attention to stay involved. And I think there's definitely going to be a certain element of people who are going to wash their hands of politics probably for the rest of their lives after this. But we can't just kind of like let Biden come in and do same old shit. I agree. And Um, holding Biden, holding Biden to those things. I think Dan, you said in the last episode, really holding what his feet to the fire. You said with Biden. Yeah, that was yeah, that know. was more Ruben's point. It was keeping these people accountable. You know, he really plans and it's on not doing even that. Just I agree on the with presidential him. level, it's got to be Congress, Senate, yeah, and local, local politics. Oh yeah, too. yeah. You know, everything. Oh yeah. I mean, Mayor Warren. One of the systemic issues that everybody's talking about right now, and are right. you know have their eyes open to. Nothing changes if we, A, go back to what we used to think was normal, which was already super dysfunctional. We just now have something else to compare it to. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've, we're the product of our own apathy politically in this country right now. Yes. For sure. Uh, it's, it's really tough. And, and, you know, I, all we can do is think about how these politics affect our real lives and my family in particular has been really torn apart over this entire i'd say last four years maybe even longer i have a gay young started the show yes i have a gay young brother brother. (laughs) and um as we all know he's going to hell no kidding yeah he's going Um, right to hell but not for being gay (laughs) being a piece of shit anyways no he um he is having issues with just communicating with, with our own father at this point. 
Um, yep. It's is not he's not dead to him specifically, but my brother has basically said I need to kind of cut ties a little bit here and distance myself because my dad continues on Facebook to post really political, awful things that uh, offend not only my brother but my brother's friends that can see what my dad posts as well. Um, right. Stuff that comes off as pretty xenophobic I, or racist I or laugh. anti-gay and and you know they call up my brother they text him and they say what's going on with him is he all right like does he know he has a gay son you know all these things and so my brother just and there's a lot to this obviously you know my brother's 30, 30 years old so there's 30 years of this basically but you know recently it's gotten really bad and my dad was was over here the other day helping me build a bed and uh you know, he, he brought the whole issue up and I said, well, you know, dad, you can't keep posting political stuff because no one's going to agree with you and you're only going to distance yourself from everybody. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, well, I mean, you know, I posted something about Starbucks the other day and everybody got all, you know, he got all upset. I'm like, well, what'd you post? He goes, well, Starbucks says that they're going to intentionally hire illegal immigrants over veterans. And I just went, dad. That's not a thing. It's not <laughs> even possible. You can't come out and just say, literally, I'm going to break the law. That's not how a company works. That's, a, that's impossible. No, nope, I... nope, it's a fact. It's a fact, Danny. I'm telling you, I saw it. They said it right themselves. I saw it's it. It's on it's the true. internet, and I it's, saw it. Done. It's gotten to a point, Shannon, where I call Dan, and I tell Dan what I would say to his dad in those comments, because I just read them, and I type a full response, and I just delete all of it. Because I just, dude, I just can't with I your do, dad. I've done many a full response that I have erased in many but, cases. Yeah, and then I call him and I go, Dan, this is what I was gonna say. <laughs> this is what I was gonna say to your Let father. Just say today. it. And, so uh, he, so he, so listen, he makes that that yeah. ridiculous claim, and I said, I'm looked at later on. I'm gonna look it up for you, okay? So later on, I did. I only looked up. I just googled the issue, and the first article that came up was something that Starbucks themselves put out as a press release. Okay. Yeah. So straight from the mouth of Starbucks on the issues. So you have Julie who said something, and then you have Fox News who said something, and CNN who said something. Who would you rather pick about what Julie said? You're going to ask Julie, right? Well, yeah. So I, that's what I did. I went right to so Starbucks, to the and they, they said... <laughs> started they, questioning the staff. Yeah. They, <laughs> they said they plan on hiring... Like ten thousand refugees around the world, right. and and specifically here in the U.S. and Canada, uh, because there's not a ton of refugees here, uh, they do plan on hiring a lot of what are called special immigrant visas. These are people who have visas. Now, by the way, if you didn't know, an immigrant who has a visa is legal and legally allowed to work in the United States without citizenship. So. If that's what he means by illegal immigrant, then, you know, nothing's going to change his mind, even though literally they have legal status. But that's only like a few thousand of them. And furthermore, they intend on hiring even more veterans and veterans' spouses. So he just conveniently leaves out all of that. And I and I told sure. him, like, look, here it is right from the mouth of Starbucks, Dad. You know, I this is their policy. You. And he's just like, well, you know. They still could be wrong. I mean, it was a while ago, though, but I, I could be right. Oh, okay. It's, it's. I guess we're done here. I'm so glad that you said that because I, I'm with a, f- a friend of mine, 
And I were talking about politics because I knew at the time that he was a Trump supporter and uh, we're hanging out and I'm like, hey, you know, do you do you believe in this? Yeah. Do you believe in this? Yeah. Why? Because he's a good person, you know, and I'm just like, do you believe in this? Yeah. Yeah. So I go, so why the fuck are you voting for Trump? Because he doesn't believe in any of these things. And and you're like literally voting against. And then his response is, well, I just don't believe that. And to me, that's become a new superpower. That's like a new that should be in a comic book. Yeah. All, all you have to say is you have to be a Trump supporter and you have to say, I don't believe that. Yeah. And now it just comes true. Yeah. Whatever right. you wanted to come well, true is now cop-out. true. It's the perfect cop out. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful way to go through life, isn't it? Yes, but sir, that's since... handicap parking. You can't, you can't park there. I don't believe that. <laughs> You're right, mm-hmm. right. My bro- my brother, my younger brother, and I've told you about him many times, Shannon. Um, Dan, you know him personally, um, so you can attest to. He's probably wretched, one of the... wretched human being. He's one of the smartest people, probably, of our entire group of friends. Um, he has a very high IQ. Um, always says belief is absence of facts. That's all it is. When you tell me I believe. I immediately disregard anything you're going to say um, because that's not a fact. Like when you say you believe something, no, it's either true or it's not true. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's, it's wild. These people just, that's not what I believe. So if I believe that, then I'm right. You know, what's that called? There's a psychological term to, to this. And it's delusional. Like, del- well, yeah, <laughs> it's delusions. Delusions of grandeur I mean, for a lot of them. Well, the basis of belief is is what's been driving the entire right-wing party of this country. I mean, all these laws that they want to get overturned, you know, everything's based on belief. You're infringing upon my religious freedom. My belief to, to do this. Well, fuck off. I would say opinion just... more than belief. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm speaking of specifically these incidents where they don't... Um, they don't want to make a cake for for a gay wedding. Uh, you can't make me make that well, cake religion, for gay people religion. because because of because of my religion. I don't believe it's 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 right. Okay, um, I I don't believe that I should have to pay taxes. And if the government tries to make me, they're infringing upon my beliefs. Does that sound fair? Right. I just I just kind of I'm curious as to where the separation of church and state stopped happening <laughs> yes yes that's yeah. a that's a yes that's the question right now because i mean i'm all for you get to believe whatever the fuck you believe you get to get all up in your own god trauma and just do whatever with religion that you want to do but there, it just needs to be completely separate mm-hmm yeah, from, you would. You yes. would think. And at the same time, too, you know, if you own your own business, and you, you know, you're going to take the liberty to turn away anyone you see fit. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't. I it. I don't want to say it doesn't bother me. It's it's your prerogative. Mm-hmm. But know that people will kind of support or not support you accordingly yeah yeah but to make it a law to say that like i feel like that's different when it comes into 
like this type of thing. So I'm feeling like, why are you in business if you only want to be in business for certain people? Exactly. You're in the public space. Then you need to adhere to the 14th Amendment, which guarantees equal rights for everyone. And you cannot discriminate based on the sex, color, creed, sexual orientation, what have you, uh, of anybody. Um, You are allowed to discriminate based on your own personal things like, you know, hygiene. Like you see someone coming in a store with no pants on. You know, okay, you don't have to serve them because You're not supposed it, it, to violates, it violates health laws. Um, or you could just say, I don't want to build my store on that side of town. You know, the, the state isn't making you build your store somewhere right. or telling you what products you can and can't sell. They're just saying, don't be a fucking asshole. It's you not know, that hard. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, just to add a little adorable levity. Because I'm adorable. But anyway, um, you ever see the movie Life is Beautiful? It's an Italian film, uh, subtitled uh, Roberto Benigni. Yeah, you were in it, weren't you? Yes, I was. Thank you. Uh, I feel like I you... saw him on the award shows, but I never watched the movie, no. Okay, so if you want to just cry for a good two hours, like a good cry, then watch it. Um, I, I've i cried. I always cry watching that movie. The premise is simple. It's uh, right at the beginning of the Holocaust. Um, Roberto Benigni plays a Jewish man who has a Jewish family in Italy. And um, it starts to be really uh, xenophobic in the area towards towards Jewish people. And then slowly they get encamped. Mom gets taken away and dad and son go to a separate camp. Um, Dachau or Auschwitz, one of them. But anyway, the dad, to preserve his son's innocence, convinces his son it's a fucking summer camp. Yeah. And does everything he can to hide the ugliness to his son. It's a beautiful film. Life is beautiful. Please, I implore you. But anyway, what reminded me was in the beginning of the film, the son and the father are walking in a street in Italy. And they look at the sign and they said, it says, no dogs, no Jews. That's what the sign says. So they keep walking and the little boy goes, daddy. He's like probably five or six. Daddy, why? Why does it say no dogs, no Jews? And he goes, well, that's his store, and that's his right. Someday we're going to open a store. What animal do you hate? Uh, giraffes. All right. So uh, no giraffes and no Eskimos. We'll put that sign up as soon as we open our store. But just like that, like little – I don't know why. Just what you said, Dan, reminded me of that. Um, yeah. Anyway, I probably got really tangential there, and I'm sorry. That's sick. What? Yeah, it actually, it, it, that's a good <laughs> – that's a good transitional um, story yes. you tell because it reminds me of our, our sponsor this week, which is oh no the, so- the Southern Borderlands Camp. Um, but we'll go to break and we'll come back and talk about that. Right, I can't wait this. to hear that commercial. We'll be right yeah. back. Are you a small business looking to advertise on Critical Mass Podcast? Well, check us out on our Facebook page at Critical Mass Podcast sixty nine. Contact us there to find out what your options are. We'd love to get the word out there about your business. Check us out. Okay, thanks, and welcome back, Critical Masturbators. This week's episode brought to you by Borderlands Camp. Hashtag on the border. This summer, we're going to be focusing largely on our zip line, which takes you right over the fence back into Mexico. Welcome to the cage is the theme. And this summer, 
can't even finish it. Come on, you got it. You're doing great. For a mere $1,000 a week, your child can be held in a dirty cage and aluminum foil sheets on a disgusting, shit-ridden floor with no toothbrushes or soap to speak of. Oh, wait, am I reading a thing for a camp, or is that real? Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) There's all kinds of inflatables I hear. Um, Rocco, you've been to this camp. What do they have new this year that they didn't (laughs) last year? They've got... Was it the climbing tower with the nooses everywhere that you could hang off of? What was it? Uh, It was the splash pad. It was really just an old toilet. (laughs) So just splash around it. Yeah. Come on, kids. Come on down. Oh, God. Anyways. God, Dan, that was a train wreck. That was one of your best. That was one of your best yet. uh, But uh, it got really dark really fast. Which yeah, is what too. I think uh, Trump says when he drives in to. Anyway, um, I was trying to think of a, a city, but it got, you know, anyway, the joke didn't land. It didn't land, Dan. OK. Hey, hey, off topic. Out of the blue, I did watch um, the Borat film, the new one. Did, Shannon, did you watch it? I watched like a quarter of it. Yeah, no. Was it the, was it the male nudity that got you? That's. Let me tell you. No, it's just I, that's not my kind of humor. I can appreciate the, I can appreciate the art of it, but it's just not my humor. And I you know, realized that it was out, so I could kind of get the scoop on the Giuliani scene without having to watch the whole movie. So right, right, right. Sure. sure. You know what really got me the fucking part that I just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Is when he goes into the technology place or whatever with the TVs and the phone. <laughs> Oh, he watches <laughs> porn in the bathroom. In the bathroom, yeah. Simulcast yeah, but... on, the, on the TV. <laughs> yeah, but it's not even the part, dude. What are you fucking... <laughs> Dad. What are you fucking walks away? He's got a limp. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, man. Dude, I was dying so hard. Oh, it's so good. Such a great movie. Um, and if Such listen, subtle, th- subtle fucking, fucking l- get. Let's get back on topic, Dan. Jesus Woo! Christ. Focus um, here. So, uh, if you listen, just listen to our last episode about the Borat and the Giuliani scene specifically. Um, we did release a statement. Um, after actually seeing it, um, so you can check that out on our page. Um, probably important. Give you a little more context to that conversation. But we have a guest today. I don't know if any of you noticed that have been listening. Um, Shannon is here, and um, you know, uh, don't you know? I'm not going to speak for you, so correct me at any time, please. Do vehemently correct me. Um, you were in a corporate setting previously. You left the corporate setting. Um, you went into work for you, um, which is fantastic. Um, you know, something that has given me great thought, um, but with two kids and a house and a mortgage, I, you know, I don't know. My dreams are dead. Let's be honest. But anyway, um, you know, how does that feel? You know, um, we don't have to dive into the corporate part, but going from the corporate part to where, you know, you're at now. You know, um, insurance changes, I'm sure, uh, all kinds of stuff changes. Uh, 
Where are you at? How do you feel? Where? How? How does that feel? I don't know. That's taking broad. taking the initial jump. I mean, it's it's scary, but once you decide, like the universe has your back and lines everything up for you. I actually did um, end up calling in an office gig, so I still do a little bit of corporate. Okay. Um, but leaving it was like two years ago, two and a half years ago, something like that. I left where I was just with nothing else lined up and that's crazy. It was the best thing I ever did. It was, it was the best thing I ever did. Um, but that, but that's the thing with those type of moves. Like nobody does them because they're scary. Mm, Yeah. But once you decide anything, everything starts moving towards what you want like i mean you don't just leave to leave without a plan you know some some people do but like when you decide there's something better for you when you decide corporate is no longer for you Mm. and corporate can be for people corporate can be for a lot of people and i think you know doing what i do with the life coaching a lot of people assume like finding yourself and finding your passion means that you automatically have to like become an entrepreneur or something yes yes not really about that. And a lot of people, you know, love the idea of, you know, freedom of working for themselves and things like that. But if they really kind of like looked at it, maybe they can still find a way to thrive in a corporate environment. You know, that's what I work with quite a few people on is like, maybe they don't know career wise what it is yet. And they'll, you work and you, you know, shift your mindset and beliefs around showing up mm-hmm. where you're at at your highest and a lot of different things come from that and you have a completely different experience even just in the job you're already in sometimes um okay. but yeah it's super freeing to and it's scary i mean that's that's the biggest thing like it's 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 super scary in a good way when you decide that it's gets to be scary in a good way and once you jump it's like the best thing you ever did Sure. No. And that, I think I like the way you said that, um, when you, when you said that some people have this misconception that when you're going for your happiness or for what you should be doing, they immediately, because we're capitalist America, they immediately associate that to their job. You know, they're, that's gotta be my job. And, you know, I think I, I, I speak for Dan mostly because Dan has a very low IQ. So I'm going to speak for both of us right now. When I say that, you know, yeah. he's got a he, <laughs> he's got a career, <laughs> he's got a career, I've got a career, but this show is our passion. Um, you know, having a, a small group of niche um, listeners, you know, uh, a little fan base, and just having this show, I think for both of us is definitely fantastic. And I think that I'm I'm so glad that you said that. Um, and I think that's really cool in terms of just people just understanding, just find a passion. It doesn't have to be your fucking job. Go to job your job nine to five. After that, do what you want to do, but like towards your goals. You know, I, I, I like that. That's that's cool. So what got you into like saying like, okay, today I'm gonna be a life coach and and you've continued, obviously, but like where do you jump into that? How did that even enter your mind? Um, I think for me, like being a life coach um, has been on my mind on and off like the last like five or six years. 
um, if I'm being completely honest, but okay. the pull for me, like that's, that's when I finally started getting in tune with myself enough to know, like, that it was actually like a pull for me to do it more than, Hey, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that, you know, going back and even as I talk to people that are now just realizing that I'm actually doing this and, you know, kind of like reflecting back on like friendships I've had for 15, 20 years, you know, things like that. And it's like, you've always been a coach. I've mm. always been a coach mm. as the friend, as a manager, when I was in different corporate settings in that way, as a, I was a sales trainer at one point. Um, I was a, per, I am still certified and do, um, I am a personal trainer. Like I've always coached. In you uh, and you I've also, always done, yeah, you coached ahead. the ladybugs to a league championship that one year, 1993. Remember that? I remember that. I remember that. That me wasn't too. me, but I had a crush uh. on Jonathan Brandis. Like, <laughs> um, that team bot poster was definitely in my bedroom. For sure. For sure. Um, it was in mine too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's something that's always been a part of who I am, and it's always been something that lights me up when I get an opportunity to do it, even when it was before. You know, it was my business. You mm-hmm. know, when I was doing personal training, I was. It was about getting. It wasn't the reps. It wasn't, you know, doing 15 squats and 20 push-ups and, you know, that type of thing. It was really about the connection that you're making with people and the difference that you're making and you're watching their lives improve. And for me, it was always about, you know, getting people to see a new mindset Mm -hmm. more than it was about, you know, losing 14 inches, that type of thing. So um, that's always been a part of who I am. And I dabbled with it you know I read you know a lot of things in like the mindset space and you know self-work self-growth like that type of thing I've always read those type of things um and more so like in the last five years but I actually um hired my own coach a little over a year ago um Nick Tilia and who is amazing and just really having that outside source. So I felt like I really knew a lot about myself and I was growing, but the rate in which I've been able to grow and expand myself in the last year and a half of like working with him was just like, Oh shit. Like if I'm already here and I can exponentially grow, like just in a year of coaching, what can I do for people who haven't even knocked on the door? Shannon, let me ask some simple questions for listeners who might not know. Now, before we started, you kind of mentioned that you didn't really love the term life coach. One, if you could make up a new term, what would it be? And two, what does this person do? Do they do you meet with them once a week? Uh, are they do they sleep in your bed and cuddle you? What does a quote unquote life coach this is do? The snuggery. This is not the snuggery. Oh, darn. <laughs> dad, dad, calm down. <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a pen right here and a piece of paper. I was just going <laughs> to. No, my, my, my hesitation around life coaches, I feel like there's just this 
there's this perception out there that it's, you know, incense and crystals and rah, 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 and you're just hiring a cheerleader. But mm. it's more, I mean, for me, I even wrote it out on my Facebook and had it as the cover photo, I believe. For me, it's like, I am a pillar of certainty for people. When you can't believe in it, you lean on my faith. When you can't get yourself, because it's all about believing into, feeling into what you want in your life mm -hmm. and working on getting it to show up, right? So for me, I am a personal pillar of certainty. I am someone who helps you clear the bullshit, the barriers, the beliefs, the mis misperceptions that you have put in your own way over the course of time. And you come, I help people come home to them, true, their true selves and um, you know, showing them how to show up in their lives, in their relationships, in their careers at mm -hmm. their highest and best. And as they expand, everything expands. But what I mean uh, is, what is what does that relationship look like on a day to day level? Are they texting you? Are you texting them? Are are you available twenty four hours a day, or do you meet with them maybe once a month, once a week? Uh, yeah, do you just so do you I show have... up at their door and start yelling at them and say, <laughs> "Get the fuck out of bed and get a job. <laughs> get up now." So the options of working with me right now, I have um, one to one clients where you can do. Um, bi-weekly or weekly call direct calls with me um, where we work on things and then I'm available in between calls. If there's something that comes up, you need extra support with something over um, Voxer or Facebook messenger. And I also have a group coaching opportunity. So I have, we run it via a Facebook group, um, but for a much lower cost, you are part of um a container of people who are all kind of in that higher conversation, looking to grow, looking to expand, looking to kind of even some of them are just looking to see what life coaching is all about and kind of get the feelers out for, you know, what they want to experience. But that comes with um, a monthly group Zoom call um, with the group as a whole that I do live coaching on every month. Um, in November, I'm actually going to be doing two Zoom call calls with my group. And weekly live videos, posted videos, either answering questions that have come up in the group, calls for support, or, you know, if there's not much coming through that way or that we haven't kind of addressed during the week, um, I'll kind of like just riff on a couple different topics and that are relevant based on you know, current events, things I'm seeing in the group, things I'm seeing with them on social media, different things like that. Um, but there, that is a really amazing opportunity to get into and feel into my energy, the group's energy, a higher conversation, consistent group of people around you who are improving. Because a lot of people that I work with, it's like they're the only people in their circle mm -hmm. that, that want to make the move, that, mm -hmm. you know, that are looking to level up, that, that know there's something more for them. And it's hard when you don't have anybody else around you and it's not about, you know, the rah, rah, rah. It's about, okay, let's get in the trenches and work on this shit and know that I've got your back and we're going to move through this instead of, you know, somebody talking you out of it based on their own fears and their own insecurities, you know? Yeah. They're, they're like a, they're like a dead, hairy, 
like angry little weight. Right. I know you're talking about me. <laughs> I, I am well aware of that. Thank you. Uh, no, but I, I think, though, I think what you said there in terms of who you're surrounding yourself with, um, and I think that that um, is definitely a huge, huge help. I know, like, when I started having a family, you know, which kind of, for me, was just kind of plopped on me. Like, oh, you have a, you're, you have a family now. Like, uh there were, you know, like Dan and I, we, we stayed more in, in communication because he was developing the same way I was with a family, right. um, you know, and then, uh, you know, the Detmans to Dan, you know, them being more family people getting married and a lot of the people in a past life that just weren't doing shit, you know, they were still just working at a pizzeria and not doing anything with their lives. You know, I find they're calling me, Hey, let's go to the bar. Like, dude, it's nine o'clock at night. I know we're going to close the place out. And I'm like, yeah, I don't do that shit anymore. You know? And, and you, when you surround, when you start cutting those people out and surrounding yourself with people that are going in essence, either going or trying to go the same trajectory as you are can be such a benefit within itself. See, I never thought about that in terms of life coaching is you're actually you're actually creating a bit of a community for people that are. And that's what I'm gathering. You know what I mean? That's kind of. And and I and just hearing you say that to me, I don't know anything about life coaching. I'm like Dan here. You know, we're both ignorant to this. But understanding that point helps me very much understand the value because, you know, maybe you're in a situation where you don't know how to put that community together or you don't you don't have people in your vicinity or even a work, maybe, maybe you work someplace that's very lonely. You know what I mean? You're the only one that does, and especially now, we're all at home, working from home, except for Dan, who does manual labor. Like an idiot. <laughs> um, you know, the rest of us are working from home, yeah. and it gets lonely. So yeah. to establish this community, okay, like I have some, you know, the gerbil is starting to run again on the wheel. See? <laughs> starting to, to put some things together here. Yeah. Um Dan, did you have a question? I feel like I cut you off. Yeah, no, it's it's funny that you mentioned gerbil too, because <laughs> where it, did that gerbil made... go? <laughs> you you talked about surrounding yourself with with the people that are gonna elevate you, and you specifically, I think, are a great example of that because you really mirror the sadness that that's inside you. You project that around you quite a bit, like. If you're allowed to just be Rocco, at least the the previous Rocco, I mean, let's say Rocco yeah, yeah, 10, yeah. 15, 20 years ago, Rocco was was easily there was this darkness inside you, and so he was my roommate. That, by, Dan was my roommate, by the way. Any, <laughs> not only a darkness inside you, there was a darkness on your sheets that will never go away. No, that's um, <laughs> but it was all about the people that you surrounded yourself with. Yes. They allowed that to come out. Okay, they allowed you to. To live in your own filth. Thank you, and Dan. Then, you know, a series of mistakes later, you ended up with <laughs> your, you ended up with your now wife. Yeah. And your life has done a one hundred and eighty degree turn because yeah. of who she is, <laughs> and who, and who she makes you become and or want to be. And so that's a great example of like kind of you know even husband and wife or other relationships, just friendships, whatever. You're around the right person. You're going to be a better person. Yes. I mean, when I met you, oh my God. Dude, oh, my the, God. Here we go. The gerbils. I, I would find dead gerbils all over the apartment. <laughs> it was disgusting. I would. Dude, I saw one time you snort 
I saw you snort, and I'm not kidding. Don't edit this out. I swear to God. I saw you snort drywall dust off of a dead hooker that fell through the ceiling out of desperation. In my defense. It sounds like a little out of my territory when it comes to life coaching. I'm going right. to walk and, and look back at him now. slowly. Look at him now, folks. <laughs> He's just a beautiful Adonis, isn't he? His, his whole life is just a, a walking yes. children's book. So uh, <laughs> when it comes... Thank you, Dan, so much for the monologue. Um, so, uh, <laughs> wow. Um, when it comes, uh, coming back here, coming, coming back here. Focus, um, recenter, focus. find your We're chi. Recenter, thank you. Find I'm it. here. Hey, do we need to do a happy time circle? I'm looking anyway. right into your eyes, buddy. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> um, so you get into, so you're, you're in the life coaching. You are, you're building a community with like-minded people. Um, is there a platform of which you're a smaller part of, or are you creating all of this from the ground up? Does that make sense? That question? I mean, am I, did I come up with the first Facebook group community for something like this? Probably not. More like, more like this. Like I, I know someone that says that they're a fitness coach. And then it turns out they're just part of Beachbody and they have like three people that they coach. So like, are you, are you Shannon, the life coach or are you, I'm Shannon, the life coach of life necessities. Uh, Join us every (laughs) coaching LLC. Okay. Awesome. Uh Awesome. See that. That's cool. Okay. So you do things your way. 110%. Yes. Okay. Okay. Dutch surname for, um, I believe it means, of the mill. Indeed, sir. You are up on your Dutch trivia, yes. He, so that's he's done, you can edit that right out. He's done a lot of, he's done a lot of research. Uh, he's been in your apartment. He's tried on some of your clothes. Dan is very thorough when we're going to interview someone. I was wondering why that sweater got stretched out. All right. Good to know it wasn't me. I feel better. He's got a huge head. <laughs> I didn't even get it past my thigh. <laughs> Why were you? You know, I don't even want to know. Um, so, okay. So, you know, this is, I'm a, you know, we only ask the tough questions here at Critical Mass. Um, so a lot of what you said um, in terms of you're, you're kind of like you're helping people, you're helping them actualize themselves, you're, you're coaching them through things, um, you know, all of that sounds fantastic to me, um, you know, but what is the difference, the big difference between saying I'm going to hire you or I'm going to go get therapy? You know, where is the where are there parallels or is it is there a line drawn between? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think for everybody, um, there's something out there for everybody. Right. Like into in in the coaching space, in the life coaching, in the in the self-improvement space. Like there's there's something out there for everybody. There's people who identify more as, you know, direct business coaches, um, niche business coaches, niche life coaches, like for fathers, for husbands, for you know, all these things, women's coaches, men's coaches. Um, and I think, you know, do I have my personal opinions around clinical therapy for sure? But I'm, I, I know 
plenty of people who utilize clinical therapy and it's the right move for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, certainly, certainly I feel like if you're, you know, getting into, um, you know, you feel like anxiety is taking over your life in a really imperative way. And maybe you need, you want to look into, um, you know, low dose medication, you know, things like that. Like that's, um, do I help people work through anxiety? A hundred percent, but I'm never okay. going to say, you know, don't listen to your doctor's advice about going on medication or a psychologist's advice about going on medication, things like that. But the, um, what I try to tell everybody is like, do what resonates for you. There's plenty of humans out there that can benefit from life coaching and every life coach in business right now has a certain energy. If you feel drawn to that energy, if you feel more drawn to the idea of clinical therapy, look into that. Mm. Um, for me, I, if I didn't come across my coach randomly on the social medias, I'm not sure I would have gotten hired a coach. Like for me, it was just about his vibe speaking to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, he's he's got that type of personality too. And I think I do in certain ways too for people. And I, it's probably true for everybody, but it's like, he turns off just as many people as he brings in as far as like, you know, just the energy. If it's not for you, it's not for you, but something will be for you. Yeah. I was like, if you, if you feel even slightly called to work with me, we should probably have a conversation. Um, If you feel my energy vibes with you, that type of thing. Um, But if you're cringing when you read my posts or like, Mm. you know, you're getting that, you know, then, I'm, I'm one of the people out there who I feel like I bring myself authentically to the table Mm. on all social media spaces. Like you, you know what you get with me. Um, Yeah. Pretty. And I, and I think I want to make that really clear because I don't want it ever to be like this um, nice shiny thing out here. That's one way. And then, oh, now we're really going to get into it, bitch. Let's go. Like, that's not, I mean, it's like, you don't want it to be the Instagram filter of this. hundred percent. Like if you, if the word fuck turns you off. Yeah. I am not your coach. That's it. <laughs> He's walking out. He's done. <laughs> but yeah, like, but just something simple like that, that people who like me, who use fuck, like most people were use the word and or the, like yep. that sometimes shrinks people like that people like shrink back and they can't show up in the way Mm -hmm. that you want them to show up um but i also know that the people that are meant to work with me and that you know people that i want to be working with in terms of you know what they're ready to do what they're willing to hear and where they're willing to go like that's that's all going to come in naturally but the more i'm myself just like i tell my my clients like the more we are ourselves the more what's meant for us shows up yeah. So it's not it's like our job to show up as our authentic selves. You're saying it's not like a service where you get your car fixed and any mechanic can put in an air filter. With you, it's it's about matchmaking essentially. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I think it's if you're if you're not with somebody, I mean you can there are so many people who are out there and they're coaches and people sign up because they think they need a coach. And it's just about mm-hmm. the black and white on paper, you're a coach, I'm looking for a coach. Mm. And it's not about 
ah, this message, this thing that you posted really spoke to me. This, you know, your energy speaks to me for some reason. Um, my energy, you know, goes up a few notches when I listen to your lives, when I listen to your videos, like things like that. Like you gotta, that's what you should be looking for. Is that you gotta try it on. You gotta try it on. If it's going to be effective, you gotta like, you gotta be in the trust tree and you gotta be able to show up and work through the shit with somebody who you need to tell the shit to, to be able to work through it. So it's like, you really got to make sure if you want it to be, the most effective and the most fulfilling experience. It's really about finding someone that you feel like you vibe with and you can trust to walk with you through that work. Uh, that, that definitely makes sense. You got, and like I said, like you've got to, it's one of those things. And, and that that's eye opening to me again, I'm admitting my ignorance to this. So you know, again, that's eye opening to me. You know, you're not just looking for a coach because the paper says that they're a coach and and it, you may have to t- make a take a couple tries. I would think you'd have to maybe meet like, I don't like this one. I tried this one. I don't like this one. It's like, you know, I I try on every single pair of underwear at JCPenney's before I choose a pair. And I do it right out on the floor. You, you know what I mean? Do I try the, them all. You gotta on. do the old scratch and sniff too. You too, yeah, with all the underwear. I mean, for sure. Absolutely. Um, but no, in all seriousness, no, that that makes a lot of sense because you might just not vibe with that person. But I will say your posts are always so positive. Um, you know, I'm scrolling through and it's like uh, Trump's killing all these people or, you know, I hate gays. And then it's like Shannon, like, have a fucking awesome day. You're worth it, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> just like, all right. I, you know what? I am worth it. I do get like a handful of people who are absolutely triggered. Oh, yeah. By my posts. And like I've, I've actually comments. been accused of being negative. Like yes. it's, it's people's perceptions. It can be mind blowing. Like people's perceptions are the number one thing that's working for them or against them in any, any situation. And it's mm-hmm. like, I posted, I posted something like sacrifice is not required. That I was literally the say only, that. only sentence I, had my I wrote. Out. I had my popcorn out for I'm that re- one. I'm related to that person. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so it was, it was just interesting, but that's, that's case in point exactly how I see it. And for people obviously who didn't see it in death, <laughs> let me explain. Like somebody posted, oh, okay, sacrifice isn't required. Great advice. I'll go um drink with my friends all day instead of working on my music and becoming a better musician. I'll go um watch TV all day and not go to work. And sure, I'll get promoted and like. But that's how people see it. Like, and it was literally long story short, this person literally wrote, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Well, if that's what you've decided and that's a rule that you've placed in your life and that's your perception, that's absolutely the experience you're going to have. Because mm-hmm. they believe it. Exactly. It all ties like, back. A lot of my coaching and a lot of, you know, what I work on with people is, you know, universal law, spiritual, metaphysical, like that type of thing. Um but yeah, you're always, you're at cause for everything that's showing up in your life. And if we place all these rules and beliefs around everything and we make them mean something and that's, what's creating all this shit. And so it's just about really like working through that and clearing that out of the way. 
so that you can just show up and be who you are without all the bullshit. I have a yeah. vision board of all male <laughs> genitalia. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> you couldn't even get that out. You couldn't even... Childish. Why I did you write that joke, Rocco? It's you terrible. need to go at that with some serious intention behind it because that could manifest itself <laughs> in plenty of different ways. It, knowing Dan, it's the worst ways you could imagine. Um, you, that, that's the thing. We're manifesting all the time. So you got to be careful with that shit. You got to be intentional because yeah. we're doing well, it whether just... you're aware of it and we're consciously trying to work with it or not. So, for instance, if you had a board, vision board, full of male mm-hmm. genitalia, yeah. if it is about having yours honored and praised for, you better throw that intention right out there or else it might just be that you wake up with never mind we're gonna yes true, true words of wisdom i think it's funny <laughs> to picture anybody like cord full of cutting out, you need just to be cutting very out little pictures of penises were they pulling them onto a board uh, were so they fun. the pictures you you took of me shannon i gotta tell you when dan and i were root i quick story and it doesn't have to do with my genitalia i promise but a uh, quick story for um, once dan and i <laughs> <laughs> dan, God. dan and i were living together and he, he'd have to walk past my bedroom to to leave to go anywhere you know yeah. dan would have to leave his his cold weird haunted bedroom and go past my bedroom downstairs um past the third bedroom downstairs out the front door anyway um i that was the the fire drill route exactly now i um i like to sleep naked okay um and i would never shut the door all the way to my room because if the cat wanted to come in i enjoyed the cat snuggles you know what i mean and dan would yell at me, shut the door in your room this morning. You're just spread eagle naked <laughs> as I opened the door, as I'm passing by your door. I don't need to see that. And I would be like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. But I never did it. I never did it. So one day I'm at work, okay, and my phone starts vibrating. Remember before so- smartphones, you had cell phones. So it was like, man, man, man. Every time you got a text message, uh, you know, you get like eight text messages. Well, I, I look and I realize it's like a group. It's like a group text. It's like Josh, Jay, all our friends. And I just noticed there's just photos of a of a naked man face down. <laughs> Till I realized that that naked man is me. And uh, Dan's a photographer, by the way. That's what he does. And uh, the light are... coming in, bouncing <laughs> off your butt cheeks. So it's just too he much pretty, to let he go. He pretty much said, I'm, I'm going to keep taking pictures and sending them to people if you don't shut your goddamn door. <laughs> I well, my... That's that's something that that vision board could get you. See? Yeah. See? Right there. Gotta be was, intentional. I shut the, the door, though. That the story sh- of that whole place, too. I shut, I shut the door. From, that's the moral of the story. From then on, the door was shut, and I just dealt with the cat not being able to come in. Folks, this guy used to so fucking hairy. He sheds like crazy. I would pick up his fucking body... Rocko. Rocco would shed <laughs> so horribly. I'd pick up his hair out of the drain and put it on his oh pillow. God, oh God. He put no, it on my pillow. Put it on his <laughs> pillow. Pick this shit up, you fucking rat. I used to be all, I'd come home all drunk. <laughs> I'm just wasted drunk. I put my head down. I'm like, what is this? Did I already throw up? 
you, you thought the cat threw up too? Yeah. It's a party. It's, it's a, a hairball. Ball. What is this? You know, and then there, there'd just be some kind of like passive aggressive note from Dan. And it's just like, why is it passive aggressive? You just did the aggressive thing. I don't need the note too. I don't need <laughs> like. Do you know what it's like to try and take a shower and all of a sudden after two minutes you're ankle deep in someone else's pubic hair? Oh my god. Pubic hair water. <laughs> Fucking oh gross. God. You know, at one point there were six guys living there, so it wasn't always me. It was one hundred percent you though. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, I have a final question um for Shannon. It's a fun one. But Dan, uh before I ask it, do you have any anything else you want to know about about Shannon, real personal questions. Uh, what's your sign? <laughs> I'm a sag. I'm oh, a Sagittarius. Is there treatment for that? Oh, a sag- I'm sorry. Sagittarius. No, oh, nothing gonna... sags yet. No, I'm good. Gotcha. Okay. Rock, continue with the questions. Okay. So this is just for funsies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, not Dan, not me. Critical mass the entity our show now that you've been here what is some life coaching one piece of life coaching advice you'd give to this awful awful show and i don't mean me or dan personally you know because then you'd have to bill us and yeah a lot of money a lot that's of the whole thing the yeah. show's gonna go way long if we... yeah <laughs> oh my god it would go way long <laughs> you got your whole next season on that take that's true that's true but what advice would you give Critical Mass, the show, life coaching advice? One thing. Be you and bring people on the show that are going to be themselves. That's it. Be you un- unapologetically. That would be my, that would be. So what I'm hearing you say is Rocco's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Well. I'll look You're very it. intuitive. You're very intuitive. You see through. Thank you. My subtleties. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, Dan. I hate everything about you. Dan. Oh, Dan. Anyway. Love you, love you too, buddy. <laughs> um, we will be right back. When we come back, everyone's favorite part of the show, Fuck You, where we gripe about everything and anything. So stay tuned. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. Okay, and welcome back to Critical Mass, uh, season 910. <sighs> Anyways, this is our this is our this is our thank you. This is our fuck you section, and I'm just gonna drop kick it through the goalpost right Do away. Do it right now, babies. Why are you crying in the middle of the night? <laughs> why do you do this? Why? Yeah. You know, it's like grow up, right? Grow up. Seriously, babies, grow up. Am I right, guys? Wow, Dan, this is... I'm going Team Baby on this one. Oh! <laughs> oh, my God. Um, 
I I don't know. There are so many things that I could say fuck you to. I mean, my general upbringing, the smell that, you know, precedes me. Um, a lot of things that I could say yeah. fuck you to. Um, but just really fuck you to anyone that drives the speed limit. <laughs> like, just like, why are you doing that? What is what? Why are you so selfish? And why are you usually so old? It's just like you would think, and I know I'm kind of stealing from a Jerry Seinfeld bit. And Jerry, I know you're a longtime listener, so I apologize. That's why I'm giving you credit. Um, he said, they're old. You'd think they don't have a lot of time left, so they'd go faster. And I mean, I just I think of that logic all the time. It's just like either hit the gas pedal or let the age just take you. you I'm going mean? to be running everywhere when I'm old. Look yes. out. I could be dying. Oh, I I already know what I'm doing when I'm old. When I'm old, I'm going to like have a robe on, but it's just going to be like not tied. No underwear. And I'm I just going to ask got the inspiration for that. I'm just going to ask people, random people, what year it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I just can't wait to get there. Um, but anyway, fuck you for doing the speed limit. Like, get out of the way. I have toys and comics to buy. And you're you're in my way. So that's my fuck you. I know. It's weak. Um, Shannon, what, what do you want to just... Ah. All right. Fuck you, you fucking sociopaths who rate bloggers' food recipes without even making them. Mm. These bitches, this broccoli fucking soup recipe I'm trying to make today, five stars, five stars, five stars. Oh, great. Looks amazing. Looks amazing. How am I, how am I supposed to get anything from that? Oh, your pictures were pretty. Okay, bitch, this is an Instagram. <laughs> this is a recipe. Just comment. You don't have to rate every time you comment, right? Like, so maybe you just comment and talk about how pretty the pictures are. Because when you rate a recipe five stars, oh, well, I've cooked so many other things of hers that I, I just know this one's going to be great. No, bitch, the recipe called for way too much time. Sorry. I mean, I can tell that just by looking at the recipe. But... Then someone like me, who was not me, I will have, mind you, puts in the comments, you know, it's really kind of annoying when people rate the recipe who haven't actually made it. Mm. And then the sociopaths unite and Jillian and Catherine and Kathy and Carol all get together. Mm -hmm. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, you have now stepped on their identity their way of life their you know yeah. you have now just threw hay in the hen house that didn't i had no idea there. the uh world of online food reviews oh my so gosh comments in food blogs yikes can get crazy i i have to say though you know I, I, going on with the food blogs i fuck you to a lot of these food blog writers because I don't care about how you came up with the recipe. I don't care about the 15 page essay before we get to the fucking I don't know. recipe. I'm, 2020 
is the year of the skip to the recipe button. Uh, and I yes. cannot tell you how happy that makes me. I hear you that, on that. That's so great. It's like, where's, wait a minute. This is like a chicken Alfredo fucking recipe. I'm going to make this tonight. I'm really excited about it. There I'm I was in Kenya. The still and then all the pop-up ads the because they're sponsored. Yes. And then all the ads in the videos and that, yeah, I get, I hear you on that. Yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. But, but thank you for that fuck you to these fucking sociopaths and psychopaths that are rating things without even trying them. Fuck those guys. That's awful. That's awful. And speaking of rating, make sure you're going on to all platforms, every platform, yes. all of the platforms. Do not listen to this episode once on one platform. Listen to it many times on different platforms. That's all we're asking you to do. That's it how could, we boost our numbers. It, it could take weeks. Please but... rate us without even listening. Yes. <laughs> even better. Please. You fucking even sociopaths. Better. Don't, don't listen to our show. It's it's garbage. No. Um, Dan, you got anything? You got anything in your brain? What are you doing? We're trying to have a show. I thought that was a turkey. That is a cat. Oh my God. <laughs> Is that Lenny? No, it's not. That is Lenny. That's Lenny. Hey, Lenny. Douche. Douchebag. Lenny's a douche. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, talk, well. I talk down to my cats. It's a way for me to feel empowered. Oh, my God. Fuck, fuck you to Dan. You got anything else? No, that's it, buddy. Have we just become uninteresting? Yes. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, Shannon, thank you so much for being with us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, thank you. What what I want to do is I want you to just really just you know get out there and and show a little leg, if you will, about your business, um, and talk about where people can find you for life coaching. You know where people can can look you up for positive, inspirational messages. Um, if you want to just kind of tell us. Um, yeah, so I am currently on Facebook as Shannon Vandermolen, and all my posts are public. So if you don't feel bold enough to friend request, you can just do a follow. And on Instagram, I am Shannon underscore Vandermolen. And same. Awesome. Awesome. Well, just get ready because the amount of people that listen to the show, you're going to get like a million follows mm -hmm. tomorrow morning. And the show's not even out yet. I'm looking. <laughs> to it <laughs> awesome well thanks again we hope you come back um sometime so you're invited she's, she's getting a you need an answer order. now i just this is awkward silence <laughs> <laughs> it's just more dead air i'm gonna have to edit it out to coming back once <laughs> yeah. the awesome. website's launched the book's written i'll just keep this as a nice little chapter update every now and then for sure awesome awesome well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, so with that being said, listeners, thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate you. Uh, this quarantine has been long and hard. That's what she said on all of us. Um, I know. Highbrow stuff. I'm sorry. Um, but if our, our show was at a nine on class wise. You just this is what happens when you four. make that vision board with no intention behind it. And no right. genitalia. Because my... <laughs> um, no, uh, oh, what was I going to say? If you want to laugh and you want to learn a little something about some niche in the world, make sure you're listening to us. 
Um, you know, follow us, rate us. Uh, hey, hey, guy who who's already listening, make sure you're listening to us. Yeah. Make sure you encourage others to listen. So, yeah. Yes, please. Um, with that being said, thank you to the guys over at Insensitive Culture Podcast. They're fucking hilarious, and you should always be listening to them. Um, thank you to the Genesee Beard Company um, because they make your beard just so sexy. It's just you have the sexiest beard when you do when you deal with Genesee Beard Company. That's and true. Uh, lastly, uh, the guys over at Don't Forget a Towel and Defect Comics. Um, we fucking love you guys. Thank you for giving us a spot on your website always. Um, we're always very happy about that. And make sure uh, you're checking out their comics. They have some really cool stuff and some really cool stuff coming up. Um, and that's about it. All right. Well, party on, Wayne. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Peace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they come from butt.